0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Wow. God is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I want everyone to open your Bible and turn to the book of John, John chapter 10. We're starting back up with the Exalted Christ series. We've been doing a series on the book of John, just been in and out, three, four, five, seven messages, back and forth. Uh, um, between as the Lord leads, and I'm so excited to be back in the book of John. Um, It's been about a year and a half now. The gospel of John is unique because it focuses on the divinity of Christ rather than on the humanity of Christ. Christ was the God-man. He was fully God, but he was fully man. It's It's a mystery. However, the book of John really focuses there are stories that are and statements that Jesus makes in the book of John that really elevate the fact that Jesus was the son of the living God the most high God and one of the things that we have been saying over and over and over again is see him higher everyone say see him higher see him higher, see him higher so that you'll live higher You see, the greater Jesus is in your heart, the greater Jesus is in your mind, the more you're going to notice that you're going to walk in the spirit and you're going to bring him glory. But it's we have to see him for who he really is and give him that place that belongs to him in our lives. Now, we're picking up today in John chapter 10. We're just kind of picking up where we left off and um, the next two or three sermons are all sort of connected. Um, I was really struggling as I studied because these first, uh, this particular text has a lot of different things. And um, when we start reading in John chapter 10, I just, we'll focus more on this next week, but I do want to say this. As we start reading in John chapter 10. It is in light of John chapter 9. And in John chapter 9, uh, um, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. He was talking to religious people. And the last thing he said is, you guys can't really see. Okay? You guys can't really see. Next week we'll talk more about that. But, but we'll, we'll jump right into it now uh, John chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. And we're not going to read the whole story. But just so that you can get the context. Now it says, okay, very truly I tell you, Pharisees. So remember, he was talking to the Pharisees before. And now, now he's saying, very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who's d- who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And then verse six, listen to this. It says, Jesus used this, everyone say these three words, ready? Figure of speech. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not not understand what he was telling them the title of the message today is figure of speech jesus used a figure of speech jesus was using an example for the pharisees so that they could understand what he was trying to say to them. Jesus did this very often. And this is not seen all the time in Scripture, but here he's saying he used a figure of speech so that they could understand. Today we're going to talk about the figure of speech. And essentially what the figure of speech was... And this is something that is very important for us to understand is that as Jesus was referring to his people, he referred to his people as sheep. Everybody say I am a sheep. Am a sheep. Now here's an interesting thing when you think about this figure of speech where he's saying I am a sheep Many times people are not fond of this figure of speech. A lot of people don't like the figure of speech of sheep because we know that sheep are not the smartest animals. We know they're not the strongest. We know that they're not the most ferocious animals, okay? We know that they can't protect themselves. But when Jesus refers to us, he calls us Sheep, I am a sheep. (laughs) I am a sheep. Now, I want to put a picture up for you and talk about this for a second. Then we're going to pray. Okay. So, over the years when I used to look at this, I used to think, Lord, are you telling me that we're dumb? Because sheep are dumb. Sheep are dumb. Sheep can't see very well. Sheep have all kinds of issues. We're going to talk about this in a moment, and as I was really meditating, I feel like God showed me something. What he was showing me is, no, I'm not calling you dumb, I've made you in my image. Everybody here, you've been created in the image of God. You've been given a mind a mind you've been given a body so that you could bear fruit for the glory of God your life is specially designed you see how the lord bring uh, has 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 uh, brought pastor james and chelsea to us because he has a plan for their lives they've been through stuff they've gone through stuff it's been good stuff bad stuff tough stuff but here they are vessels fit for the master's use and god is going to use them for his glory how many would say amen So so God is not calling us stupid. He's not saying that, but he is saying this. You see, when you look at sheep compared to their shepherd, there's a great distance. Okay? So the sheep can't see as well. The sheep are, are not as understanding of the terrain. The shepherd could see the dangers that are out there. The shepherd can, can, can see if there is a predator coming. And so what God is saying here is that, no, I'm not calling you dumb, but here's what I am saying. The sheep compared to the shepherd, they can't see or do or act as wisely. They, they don't have the vision and the understanding. And it's the same for us. No matter how smart you are, no matter how, how many degrees you have, no matter how much money you have, we all have to understand that compared to our environment, how many do know? No one knows what's going to happen at 4 o'clock today. No one can see that far, but how many know the good shepherd can see that far for our lives? How many would say amen? And so, what Jesus is saying is this look, in the same way sheep are totally dependent on the shepherd, okay, you too are dependent on me, the good shepherd. You see? And so this is a very important thing because a lot of, we talk a lot, the Bible is filled with verses many of us learn, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. And there are all of these verses in the Bible about the the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, the Bible says. And we love the fact that he is our shepherd, but the truth of the matter is is sometimes we struggle with the fact that we are sheep. Let me tell you something, it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how long you've been on the planet or how long you've been at your job, guess what? We are sheep. I am a sheep. And here's the thing, we have to make peace with the fact that we're sheep and that we need a shepherd. We have to, we, we have to come to the place where we recognize that no matter what, only Jesus can see what's around the bend, and we need a shepherd. I came across this, uh, this, I was reading a book, it's actually a business book, a secular book, and it's about a young business guy who, who did so, accomplished so much, and then he watched everything crumble, uh, around him and the people around him crumble, and he here's what he said, and it parallels a spiritual truth. Look at what he said. He said, "Ego is the voice that tells us we're better than we really are. It inhibits true success by preventing a direct and honest connection to the world around us. You see, and so he came to the point where he realized, I got so independent, I thought I was in charge of everything. How many know we are in charge of nothing? <laughs> And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And sometimes we don't realize that that the root of all of that is simple. Like Pastor Edgar quoted a verse to me where a guy, uh, a man of God once said, wake up every morning as a student. And I want to alter that and say, wake up every morning as a sheep. One more time. I am a sheep, everyone. That's what we are. We're just sheep. And so I want to pray now and listen to what the shepherd says about sheep. How many are ready to receive what the shepherd says about us as sheep? Amen. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and this time. Lord, this beautiful day. Sunday, Lord, that we're in your house and we're together. And God, I pray that you would speak to all of our hearts. Help us to embrace the fact that we're just sheep. Lord, you want to use us in mighty ways. You have amazing plans. But in the end, we are just sheep. And so be our shepherd. Help us to see and to hear, oh God. You were telling them that they weren't seeing and they weren't hearing. Help us, oh God, to learn from that history and Lord, step into your lordship and your, your we want you to be our great shepherd. Do it by your mighty power. Bless this word. In Jesus' name and everyone said, amen, amen. amen. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about three very important sheep realities. Sheep reality number one is this. Sheep are vulnerable. Sheep are very, very vulnerable animals. Practically speaking, we need to understand that we too are vulnerable. Sheep are vulnerable to deception, meaning that sheep will eat food that is very unhealthy for them. And they they don't have the discernment all the time to tell when something is poisonous. And so sheep eat food and make themselves sick. That's why they need a shepherd. That's why I need a shepherd. You see, we're vulnerable to deception. Eve was deceived by the enemy. Sheep are vulnerable to temptation. They say that when sheep are pursuing something that they're craving, like they've literally eaten their way right off of a cliff and fallen down a cliff. You see? And how many know sometimes we as, as, we as people, we can do that. We start to pursue something, the devil starts to deceive us, and we're going after it, going after it, and without realizing it, he's led us to a cliff. and we fall right off because we're vulnerable. We need The presence of the shepherd. And lastly, by by the way, this is a story. So when I was in Omaha, um, one of the members of the church was a doctor. Uh, He was a buddy of mine. His name was uh, Ivan, Ivan. And he's a Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx. And he got a job in Iowa. So he was a doctor in Iowa. And so he bought a farm. And he decided that he was going to become a farmer. So. He bought like 15 sheep or 20 sheep, and he had all of these sheep, and he was doing his best, and he had the land, and I mean, I'm sure he had the overalls, the whole deal. He was like feeling like come a long way from Brooklyn, you know what I mean, or Bronx. So anyway, uh, he had to go on a trip, and um, he didn't know what to do because he didn't have anyone to take care of the sheep, so he's like, man, I'm going to feed the sheep. So he said, I know what I'll do. I'll just put out a lot of extra food. So he put out all of this extra food for them, and then he left. And when he came back, all of the sheep, all of them were on their backs like this. They had all died. They literally ate themselves to death. You know what they needed is they needed a shepherd. You see? When you look around the world and you see people destroying their lives, what it is is that they have eaten themselves and indulged themselves to death. That's why we need a shepherd. How many would say sheep need a shepherd? Sheep need a shepherd. That's the way it is. And then lastly, sheep are also vulnerable, holistically speaking. They're vulnerable to predators. Okay? Look. Look right here. No, no, go back. I'm sorry. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. This is reality. The enemy of our soul is a thief and a robber. Later on, next week, we'll read the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's a thief. He's a robber. He's a predator, you see? And so here's the way, it, this is a fantastic image. Check this out. Let me, so those brothers don't have a clue of what's going on right there. <laughs> you see? Many of us don't realize that sometimes we're just minding our own business and the lion or the bear is right at the door. You see, they don't see that well. How many know the shepherd sees well? But sheep are vulnerable to predators. A lot of people don't like this and say, yo, I'm not no kid, I'm not a kid. Don't be telling me how to live. Don't be telling me that I need a protection. I'm smart. I'm this, I'm that. No, you're not. Not in this context. We're talking about the spiritual realm. We're talking about the future. We're talking about things that we are powerless over. We need the king of glory on our side. How many would say amen? amen. You see, and so we, this is a very, very, look, sheep don't have the built-in abilities to protect themselves. They just don't have it. Sheep need a shepherd. And so it's very important for us to understand. Listen to this. In 2009, right? In 2009, it was estimated that in America, 247,000 sheep and lamb were killed by predators in the United States. It cost the farmers and the ranchers over $20 million dollars. And they said that they lost just under 40% of their sheep to predators. I was thinking to myself, Lord, I wonder how that speaks to the spiritual kingdom. I can tell you right now, all right, at the, at the risk of getting very intense, I can tell you right now, we lose sheep too. I can tell you right now, so many times I've pleaded with people. Okay, we pastors plead with people. We ask them questions. What Bible verse backs up your what you're doing? You know? Who agrees with that? And and we have to understand, there's a deceiver out there. You see, there's a deceiver out there. He's a liar, he's a thief. Sheep need a shepherd. That's what's important for us to just understand that we are in an environment, you know, we're in an environment that is very, very dangerous. It's a dangerous environment spiritually. Which brings me to point two very quickly. This text also says that sheep need a gatekeeper. Look, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Watch this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Very interesting. So what this is saying is sheep need a gatekeeper. Sheep need to be belong to a flock, and they also need a gatekeeper. And here's what happens. The gatekeeper is in charge of watching over the flock and watching for the shepherd to come. And when the shepherd comes, he opens the door. If the shepherd doesn't come, he keeps the door closed. You see, pastors, parents, gatekeepers... That's what we are. I'm a gatekeeper. I'm a shepherd, but I'm really an under-shepherd. If you want to know, when I wake up in the morning, I see myself as a gatekeeper. The minute you become a parent, you become a gatekeeper. So what does a gatekeeper do? Very quickly, what does a gatekeeper do? A gatekeeper is watching the flock. Are they? How are they doing? How are they doing? And the most important thing, In the life of a gatekeeper, in my life, the number one, James and Chelsea, number one most important thing is I need to open up the door for the shepherd, for Jesus. That's our job is open up the door for Jesus. That's what I want to do. I want to open up the door for Jesus to come in and be with you. Be with your children. Be in your marriage. Be in your life. Be in your future. Open up the door for Jesus to get in. If you're a parent here, is that not what you want most for your children? Open up the door for Jesus to get into their hearts and in their lives. How many would say amen? That's why we want to be coming center. We want to open up the door. Now listen, when the devil is prowling and he's trying to get in, close the door to the devil. Close the door to the devil. Close the door to that deceiver, that liar, that snake. That's what he is. He's out there to destroy you. He's out there. He just wants to deceive and trick. He doesn't want to help you. He might give you a little bit of pleasure for a moment, but right behind that pleasure is a cliff that you're going to fall and be destroyed. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the gatekeeper stands and says, Satan, in the name of Jesus, get away from the flock. It's a spiritual kingdom. We're talking about spiritual things here. See, gatekeepers, parents, we have to be so courageous and so dedicated. You see, do you know how many times sheep get upset with the gatekeeper? Mucho, mucho, mucho. That's okay. That's okay. Because we have to please the great shepherd, which is Jesus. See, when I stand before God, he's gonna ask me, what kind of gatekeeper were you? Pastor Matt, Mandy, Pastor Dave, all of them. What kind of gatekeeper were you? All of the people on staff, what kind of gatekeepers were you? Our job, open the door for Jesus to come in. Listen for the voice of Jesus. Teach your people to listen for the voice of Jesus. That's our job, that's our role. We do it because we love Jesus and because we love you. By the way, same thing with parents. Look, if you're here today and your parents are telling you to do good things, you know? So funny how kids get upset with parents sometimes. Are they telling you to like smoke crack? No, they're telling you to do good things. They're telling you to study. They're telling you to come home uh, on time because nothing good happens after 10 o'clock out there. That's why. The next time, if 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 you have issues with your parents, the next time, listen to what they're saying because they're doing their job. The voice, the heart of the shepherd is flowing through them. Sometimes we have friends, we have family. They're appealing to us. And they're saying, it can't be. It can't be this way. No way. There's no Bible verse to back this, this up. You know, I don't care how you feel. I don't care how it looks. Things could look great today. And how many you know behind the scenes, it's horrible tomorrow. So look, sheep are vulnerable. Sheep, they need they need gatekeepers. God, help us to do good jobs. Can I, I just want to say one thing, and then we're going to move on to the last point. It's so funny because with every 10 years of your life, with every new season of your life, your perspective changes. And uh, uh, it's not that. It's kind of like this. As you get older, you increase in what you know. But you also increase in what you don't know. And what that means is, is that your perceptions and your sensibilities, if you're close to God, they actually get deeper. The older you get, the, the closer you ought to be to God. And so there should be these, these uh, sensibilities about things. You don't know, look, when, when, as you get older, it's not like, like you become this prophecy machine where you just see everything in the future. No, no one has a crystal ball like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that you get close to God, and as you get close to God, over time, you start to see and you start to sense and detect the way the enemy moves because you've been hit hard. I have to tell you, I've been hit hard plenty of times by the devil. I don't know about you, and I wanna stay away from him. How many wanna stay away from the devil in the name of Jesus? So, like like this is something new. So, you become a grandparent. And one of the things that I learned over life, over counseling, over seeing is one of the things I pray for all the time for my grandchildren is this. I always pray against demonic suggestion. See, because what I've watched over the years is that not just with children, but with adults, sometimes Satan the liar, the thief, the robber, the deceiver, he, he sows these seeds and they are a demonic suggestion. And if there's not a shepherd around and if there's not discernment around, people start listening to the wrong voice. And I have watched demonic suggestions shape people's lives, especially when they were little. Some of us, there were things that were said to us when we were little by sometimes even by our parents who were not close to God or by people who, who should have been helpful to us. Demonic suggestions were made and it just got in and we received it and it began to, it began to shape who we are. But the gatekeeper is supposed to say, in the name of Jesus, when, when I look at that wall, in the name of Jesus, every child behind that wall, God, we pray that you would remove every demonic suggestion from their lives, oh God. I don't care what their teachers say in high school, Lord, remove the demonic suggestion. I don't care what they're teaching in the second grade, remove the demonic suggestion. That's what gatekeepers do, that's what parents do, and others. Very important for us to, look, this is flesh and blood, okay? But we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a spiritual world out there. You can't see it, but how many know the shepherd can see the, all of the plans and schemes of the enemy? How many will say amen? So here's the last thing, and then we're gonna close. Oh man, can I, can I tell you, please, please walk out of this place today as a sheep. Please, when you leave here, be a sheep. Take all of your accomplishments, take all of your thoughts, and say, you are my shepherd. You lead, not me. That's brings us to the me, bring me to the last point. All sheep need the shepherd. Everybody say the shepherd. Okay? The one who enters the gate, by the gate, is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper, that would be me and leaders in your life, different people. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he, three words, read it with me, ready? He leads them out. Okay? When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. How many know the safest place to be is to be with the shepherd? How many would say amen? And Jesus is the shepherd. You see, all sheep need the shepherd. We need Jesus every day. We need to be directed by him. We need to be guided by him. We simply need Jesus. Man, well, you know, why do I suggest that you turn off Netflix for a while and read your Bible? Because we need the shepherd. Why do we suggest that maybe you shouldn't hang out with certain people and hang out with a new, a different type of people? You know why? Because those people are not rolling with the shepherd. You need to be with the flock that's rolling with the shepherd. How many would say amen? Amen. see Jesus's plan is way better than our plan for our lives. We need the shepherd. And so here's what the shepherd does and we're going to we're we're about to close. Look, look listen to this. Okay, could you put up the next slide? What the shepherd Jesus the shepherd ensures that we are well fed. You're not well fed if you're not being fed by Jesus. The shepherd ensures that we're safe. Okay, you can't be safe if you're not protected by Jesus. The shepherd ensures that we become productive. Sheep yield wool, and you will yield lots of wool for the glory of God. But we need a shepherd. I want to close by reading this, and then we're going to just pray one for another. Listen to this story. There's a story about Ira Sankey who was Moody's music director, and he went and sang before Moody would preach, and so many thousands and hundreds of thousands of people got saved, and to this very day, we people on our staff have, were at Moody Bible Institute. Listen to this. In 1875, while traveling on a steamboat up the Delaware River, Sankey was singing Shepherd's Song. A man came up to Sankey and said, did you ever serve in the Union Army? Uh, uh, he answered, he had. To which the man replied, Can you remember if you were doing picket duty on a bright moonlit night in 1862? Sankey was surprised and said he had. So did I, said the stranger, but I was serving in the Confederate Army. I saw you standing at your post and said to myself, That fellow will never get away from here alive. I raised my musket and took aim. I was standing in the shadow completely concealed while the full light of the moon was falling upon you. At that instant, just uh, as as a moment ago, you raised your eyes to heaven and began to sing. Music, especially song, has always had a wonderful power over me, and I took my finger off the trigger. Let him sing his song to the end, I said to myself. I can shoot him afterwards. He's my victim at all events, and my bullet cannot miss him. But the song you sang then was a song you sang just now. I heard the words perfectly. We are thine. Thou, do thou befriend us. Be the guardian of our way. In other words, you're our protector. Those words stirred up my memories, many memories in my heart. I began to think of my childhood and my God-fearing mother. She had many, many times sung that song to me. But she died all too soon, otherwise much in my life would no doubt have been different. When you had finished your song, it was impossible for me to take aim at you again. I thought the Lord who is able to save that man from certain death must be great and mighty and my arm of its own accord dropped limp at my side. And he said, I cannot shoot that man. So look, there's a little kind of old English in the bent the way he says it, but here's what he's basically saying. This is for all of us. He's saying, You were on the line, and I was about to gun you down. But you began to worship the shepherd. You were alone, but you weren't alone. You see? You were alone, but you weren't alone. When you began to worship, the Bible says that he who abides in the shadow of the Almighty. You see, he who dwells under the wings. How we know God is able to spread his wings over us and protect us and deliver us from every single evil? But, but the sheep says, I like literally sheep cannot see well. Sheep can only see directly. They have very poor peripheral vision and they can't even see very far. They have very poor sight. But we don't have to have great sight of the future. All we have to do is fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. How many would say amen? Come on, everyone stand to your feet and I want you to move in. And I want you to take someone's hand. Come on, come on. This is, we're all sheep, okay? Sheep, hang with sheep. So take someone's hand, it's all right. We have hand sanitizer later at the end of the service. <laughs> Let's take someone's hand. So look, today is an ordinary Sunday to you. But here's what you don't know. You don't know that many of Sundays we have powerful meetings and then I walk out and I get news about one of the sheep that sends me home crying or one of the other pastors. That's the ra- I, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm trying to just be realistic, you see. But here's what the Bible says: It says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." The Bible says, "Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world." It says, "Put on the full armor of God." How many know when we get the full armor of God, we can stand against any lie, any assault, any attack. Be strong in the grace that is found in Jesus Christ, Jesus. What is the key? The key is release your independence and just be a sheep just be a sheep come on lift your lift your your brother your sister's hand hallelujah jesus
1: for a moment lord i need you oh i need you yeah Lord, i need you oh i need you every hour i need you my one defense my righteousness oh god how i need you.
0: this time this time no musicians everyone lord i need you. God, we're just your sheep. We're your sheep, Lord. We're your sheep, God. God, we declare our dependence upon you today. We're just sheep. We pray, God, for all of of the Uh, uh, all of the people in our church, all of our children, all of our children's children, oh God, we pray for this flock. God, we pray for all of the flocks that you're the Lord of and the great shepherd of in Chicagoland, oh God. God, in the suburbs on the south side, oh God. God, uh, close to the lake, oh Lord, all the way out west. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you help us to develop a new level of surrender and dependency I pray that strong men in this room that when they come to you Lord they would yield all of their strength strong women oh God that when they come to you that they would surrender all of their strength and say I am just a sheep We pray that our children would capture that spirit of humility and surrender, oh God. Help us, Lord, by your mighty power. We invite the great shepherd to watch over us and to protect us and to feed us. And I pray that for every person. Come on, pray. God's protection, God's feeding, God's purpose and faithfulness for every person here every man every woman God by your mighty power oh God make us productive for you and you alone oh God your will your ways oh God we thank you we thank you we thank you bless your people as they go May they walk out of here saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Bless your people. Keep us close to you. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, amen. Could we give Jesus a hand of praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Greet one another before you go. God bless you. We hope to see you on Tuesday.